Welcome to Bold Becoming Identity Retooled. This podcast is where we explore the landscape of the immensity of landmines that exist for people who've lost their sense of identity, who've been shaken to the core, and are relearning who they are now that a part of them is lost. It's stories of how people manage this struggle, regain their footing, and the gifts they've discovered along the way. Thanks for tuning in. And hey, be sure to leave a review to help others find this podcast. Hey, Liz. Hi. So I want to tell the audience, this is Liz Bonnie, and she lives in my town here in Lawrence, Kansas, and she's an artist. But I want to tell you what happened is that last year I got the, or maybe it was the year before I got the identity. I got the idea that the topic that I would help people with is identity loss. When the rug unexpected, like when the rugs pulled out from under you. And I've taken all these Seth Godin um, workshops and he's all like this marketing guru. And he's all about like niche down, like really niche down, like find your first 10 and build premium for them. So I got the topic identity loss, which is, you know, a niche. And then I was still thinking, well, but there's all kind of ways you can lose your identity. Like personally, I've had um, more than a handful in my life. And um, so then I started thinking, well, maybe I'll like find a, well, no, what happened was, yeah, I was, so I was thinking, should I niche down? And then I was at my fiber guild meeting and Liz is part of it. And she's like this real active member that is always like giving classes. And I barely, and how many years it was I in it? A few years, I gave one class once. Anyway, some people are very more productive than others in that group. And so I, I knew her a little bit. And then one night there was another woman and I knew that she was a mom and that there was something irritable about that. And she was a stay-at-home mom. And, but I didn't really know, I knew something about her story. I don't remember how much I knew, but then that another new woman came in. And when we were going around the circle, sort of, you know, saying hi or checking in, that woman said, you know, that she, she just quit her job and to be a stay-at-home mom. And that she was like freaking out because she realized she lost her identity that, that this just staying home thing was like really not uh, that all that working out for her. And so then, I, and then like the light bulb went off and I was like, oh my God, is this like a, a thing? This is a thing. Cause Liz had, had said something about it. And now this lady is blatantly saying something about it. So I, I gathered both of them at the end of the meeting. I said, listen, tell me about this. Is this like, this is like really a thing, huh? Because for me, I was a single mom working two jobs and the idea of being a stay-at-home mom was like this luxury life that I could have never imagined there would be anything, you know, to, that wouldn't work out about it. And so then Liz agreed to come and talk to me about it last year, a little more than like right when COVID was starting. So about a year and a half ago, huh? Yeah. And we talked for about three hours. So Liz, tell me why you showed up and talked to me and what you talked about and where you were then and, and then where you are now and where you're still 
headed because because when I asked you for this interview now, you know, you did say that you're not totally out of the woods with this identity loss thing. So I think I think that this is just a fascinating story. And let's hear what Liz has to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and well, when I remember we spoke at your house, and I think it was I think it was almost exactly the next day when everybody went on lockdown or something, right? Because yeah, I remember when we were, weren't supposed to. Now you're not supposed to go in anybody's any. You're not supposed to share places with anybody. Yeah. So it was interesting that we talked, and I didn't remember that it was three hours. But um, yeah, at that time, I'm trying to remember. You know, between COVID and and everything. I know. Else. I know. It can be a great memory. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I just remember nobody had ever talked to me about kind of, you know, the frustrated place I was at in terms of an identity loss. And so when we spoke, um, I was definitely really struggling. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom and I guess at that time, my kids were younger, obviously, but um, I basically uh, quit my job and decided to stay home full time when my first child was born. He was born like a week early, so I actually like had to call my job and say I'm not coming in for the you know anymore. I, I mean, I, they knew I was quitting, but anyway, I kind of left a little earlier than I expected when he was born, and I thought, oh, I'll stay home for a year, and then you know, I just oh, you know, I don't know how deep to get into this, but it was just very shocking as I think it probably is for most women who have a child <laughs> just in a lot of ways it just really kind of threw my everything you know everything went out the window everything just changed so dramatically and I think I really struggled but didn't know who to talk to about it or how and you know it's not like I'm just sitting there by myself I had this child to care for all the time and so anyway it was just really felt like it uprooted me and anyway so after a year I kind of was just staying home and I couldn't imagine going back to this sort of work environment I had been in previously kind of just an office type job um because suddenly everything I was doing every day was like just so in the real world as I don't know if I can say that but really just like the immediacy of living you know it was with sustaining life that, that's right. pretty much a real world Right. Feeding a, myself and another person, going outside, you know, like just living, you know, not in this enclosed office environment where I had this and that to do and I'm in front of a computer and a phone. So anyway, it felt like I don't want to go back to that, but it also was, well, what else am I going to do that is worth my time and that will, you know, make sense because then I'd have to pay for childcare. You know, I would have to make as much as it costs for me to have childcare or, you know, ideally more. <laughs> so I was actually making money and not just, oh, I'm going to go have a job and then barely cover the expense of having somebody else watch my child. And anyway, so then I had, I had another child, you know, kind of as we had, it was like, you know, oh, well, this is the time we thought we might have a kid. Do we want to do it? Sure. You know, so suddenly I had two kids. And anyway, by the time I spoke with you, I'd been home full time with children for over like five and a half years mm. and we're still just really um basically daily <laughs> like what is this what am I doing why am I so frustrated am I a horrible mom am I a horrible person you know I'm 
angry at people in society for not preparing me for this role, you know, and um. Yeah, I remember in the meeting or when we talked, you you were sort of mad at your mom that mom, why didn't you like like kind of she was she like not tricked you, but she didn't give you the full picture. Yeah, I felt uninformed and and I did try to talk to her about that, you know, because I'm a mom and hey, mom, you know, <laughs> what's going on here? You've been a mom, you're my mom. And and it was kind of like, well, even if I told you, you would have done it anyway, or, you know, whatever, which I don't, maybe that is true. But anyway, I just felt like I wasn't, and it's not like it was her fault per se, but I just, I do think, and again, this whole other topic, but that our society, perhaps because we're so separated from all generations, you know what I mean? Like I didn't grow up even with my grandparents really close to where I live, and some people do, but I didn't. I didn't grow up watching other moms raise little children right in front of me to kind of just learn what that's about. So when it happened to me, it just felt like, what is this strange new world I'm in? And, and where's this guidance? So, you know, it's like, of course, there's the internet now, and that's overwhelming, you know, just looking for information there and books. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of overwhelming. And I just felt like it wasn't really... I wasn't living the kind of life I wanted to live, but I also wanted to be, you know, support my children and um, just trying to figure out a way to like be myself and be a mom and not what? completely myself in that process, which is what it felt like was kind of had happened. And I didn't know how to get back to a good balance. What part of yourself was missing? Well, I think, you know, I never really thought necessarily like, oh, I'm so independent, I'm so free, you know, but I think um, once I had kids, I, you know, my kids aren't, um, they ask, you know, they want a lot of interaction and, and, and I definitely, you know, like I had these kids and we did kind of a lot of the attachment parenting things and I wanted to be very present and very much with them and and you know if they have needs I want to meet them I wasn't gonna um you know and and I don't know how to phrase it I'm trying to be neutral but it's also you know like I was just trying to really be nurturing and present and with them and guide them and you know just very like with them and help them with things and you know whatever it is and but then, and that's I don't know. Called, that's called that. like attending to your dependents' needs. Okay, thank you. But do you know that's, what I mean? That's I called like, normal, okay, expected <laughs> care I'm, that kids need. And if I'm trying to think of how to phrase this without sounding like other people don't do this, but you know what I mean. If I wasn't about like teach them to be independent, you know, right off the bat, and and. No. I don't know. There's just a lot of parenting things I decided that I didn't want to do. And some of it was different than the way I was raised or that I, you know, other ways that I'd seen people be with children. I was like, wow, I don't want to do that. But I also think kind of being so attentive and so present, you know, then they wanted me there. And so anyway, my kids are not the kind of kids who are just going to run off and do their own thing and be happy and never have a problem <laughs> over there. You know, they're just very much like, you know, with me in my face, one attention and it's getting better as they're older, but, but I think that is what was so hard and still is some days is just, um, not feeling like I can sit and have my thoughts and do what I want to do. Like I did before. A lot of what I like to do is like read and I, and I do my fiber arts and that's kind of like a, 
solo activity and I like to have quiet time and, and just the constant interrupting. Um, I couldn't get into any state of flow really because just that constant need um, is just hard for me. And of course, when they're babies, you know, it's constant. So anyway, just feeling like I didn't have regular chunks of time where I could just relax, calm down from <laughs> what they need me to do. And then, you know, just have my time to be me. I don't know how to explain it really right now, but. Well, and, and so, you know, in more traditional society, then you have other adults that are there. And so the children aren't you're not 100% responsible for every single nanosecond of your kid's life. The right. Way, the way modern parenting in this culture is now. Yeah. And I, I often wonder, I think those thoughts, and then I wonder, well, am I just assuming this about other cultures? But yeah, that's, I think that's, that's what is hard for me is not having other adults present. My husband um, works full-time out of the house, you know, seven to five and has this whole time, even during COVID. And so, yeah, there's a lot of time where I am the only one with my children. And I try, you know, we have play dates with other parents and other kids. Um, and that I always feel much more balanced in those situations <laughs> because my children are playing with other children, there are other adults present. And, um, but yeah, and, and definitely during COVID, I mean, that has just been completely thrown off so you know I was having a hard time when I spoke with you and then COVID just threw it into this whole other place my eldest started kindergarten and again like my kids are active they're inquisitive they don't necessarily want to sit still but you know they just have a lot of great questions but trying to do like online schooling for example with a five-year-old that's active and inquisitive is just I was, I got so stressed and overwhelmed. I was having all these physical health problems, mm. um, chest pains, my hormones were completely out of whack, all sorts of things, gained all this weight, anyway, all this stuff. And I hit and I just, and it just kind of forced me, you know, as it did everybody, I think we all have these like revelations almost, I feel like during COVID of various sorts, but but part of what I realized is like, I can't do this the way I've been doing it, just trying to be mom all the time. And I'd been working on balancing with my husband, like, okay, you know, let's alternate who puts the kids to bed. And then, you know, so I get like every other night to work on my, my art and things, but it, I just realized like, again, I need to do something more to regain part of myself. And what I felt like was most important for me to find myself again, or um, kind of bring that to the forefront was my art. Because really that's all I ever, there are other interests I've had, but every time I've struggled since being a parent, all I can think is if I could just get alone <laughs> in my, cause I do have a studio, which I'm very lucky, just get alone in my studio or get alone with my work. And just work on it and it's not i don't i feel like i've worked past any sort of like i don't have ideas or um i don't know just, you know some i feel like some artists just like oh like am i good enough i feel like i don't even have that anymore i just want to do the work and so it was about i had to figure out a way to like reframe my mentality and my time 
and create some boundaries around like me doing my work. So I actually, and I'm, I feel like I'm going on and on, and on but <laughs> hopefully this is stuff that you want to hear. No, this is, but, but even before COVID, yeah, that was what impressed me about you is you're, you're the mom with two young kids and everybody thinks that like a stay at home mom is some, and I, I like, you know, also like, like some luxury life, but it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so even before COVID, that's what impressed me is you would show up for these meetings once a month and you would like, and at the meetings we would show like, what do we make in our fiber stuff? And, and so Liz weaves and dyes and spins her, her yarn for weaving and stuff like that. And, and you would just show up with like this stack of work that you had produced. And you were like getting better and better over, you know, each, each like stack was more, you know, you. refined and beautiful. And it was just so wonderful watching your, your artistry through the medium of weaving just emerge. But you were saying that, that then in COVID you, you made a new, so already you had, you know, you were bringing your, your child, you were breastfeeding your youngest baby to these meetings and you were still showing up and then, and then COVID happened. And so you had already made a commitment to yourself by joining the fiber guild, right? That was yeah. like one step. That was a big step because that was my, that was around the time my son turned one. And that was like me deciding again, like, as I kind of said, like at an earlier point, yeah, when I decided like, I need to do something for me or I need to do something outside of being just a mom, because again, that doesn't feel like it's just all I want to be. Um, I feel like I need to do something else. And so, yeah, that was me like committing. And I, you know, talked to my husband, I'm like, I want to do this. It's every month. <laughs> like, I'm just going to start with that. And yeah, like I knew that would help. Yeah. Drive me toward yeah, producing more, having that time. And really, I think the art and specifically, I just do fiber arts, but like the art is my way of not just getting in touch with who I am and being alone and having that time. But I completely think it's all about, it's just about my mental health. So I've had people in the group numerous times say, I don't know how you get all this done. Where do you find the time? And all right. I can think is like, I am honestly doing it to survive mentally like you know what I mean it's my mental health practice because without it as I have experienced like it I'm not doing well if I don't get that time so it's that's what when you saw me show up with a pile of things it was really like this is all the work I've been doing but really it's work to this is this is a this is a balance. measurable indication of yeah. how stressed I was <laughs> And, and, and had to like, make sure that I didn't go into any kind of breakdown mode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is how much <laughs> I had to work because to me, mom life is that hard. <laughs> so, yeah. And so then in, so then when COVID hit and then, you know, your kids, your older kid couldn't go to school and you, you were so looking forward to your youngest going to kindergarten so you could actually have a chunk of time in the day yes. and then the schools closed. And so right. then, then in there is where you, you wrenched it up again 
to find yeah. a way. And so how did you do that? Because a lot of people, especially mothers, have a hard time just saying no to all the demands and, yeah. and delegating. Yeah, and I still do. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Talk to anybody who's seen me around my kids. They're, they push, at least my, especially my eldest, pushes on everything, challenges it all. So it's hard to always hold up the boundaries. But I think, um, again, like I just had already done all these things where I'd reach a point <laughs> where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I need to kind of ramp it up a notch. It, again, really just in terms of getting time by myself and in and, and with that time doing my art. And I figured out some ways to do it with my kids around, but committing to more things. So not just, you know, the fiber day, but um, okay, I'm going to start, you know, selling at some shows. That's kind of one thing that I had tried a couple of times and I'd always told myself, oh, if I could, again, like when, oh, I don't want to go work in an office, what do I really want to do? And I thought, well, I've always really wanted to just try being an artist. And could I even just, you know, do that part-time? Like I've always kind of had that idea. And so during COVID, again, I'd kind of like done some teaching. I'd done some selling at events. I was in the Fiber Guild and I just kind of would try stuff out. And during COVID, when I was about to lose my mind, um, I decided to set up my art as a business. So I like registered as an LLC and, you know, yeah. And so I think, and again, like I always was like, talk to my husband and be like, listen, this isn't working for me. This is my idea, you know? And of course it's always, you know, and I don't, I hate the whole thing. Like I have to get the approval of my husband, but really it was for me, it was more like, I, I was telling him because I needed to make it clear to him. Like I am going to need more time to myself. So I need you to watch the kids more. That's really what it was. <laughs> we haven't ever done a whole lot of like babysitters or um, whatever. His parents live in town, but like they're older and with the kids getting older and with their health issues, like we just haven't been able to rely on them for childcare. We just don't have that many childcare systems in place aside from preschool and public school. So it was more like, hey, you know, to my husband, like, I wanna do this. I'm gonna start committing to more things. I want you to know because that means you're gonna, you know, have to take away from your home time or possibly take a little time off work here and there, maybe, you know, so I can do this. So I registered and started committing to more sales and more and teaching. Really, I just started with teaching because during COVID we weren't really doing a lot of sales in person. I started teaching out of a place in Kansas City, the Kansas City Textile Arts Center that I heard about, and I just heard about it and told her I could teach one of these three classes. And she's like, let's just get them all on the calendar. So I started teaching online from my house. And I was just like, so amazed at how many people signed up and how much I just really loved doing it. I got such a rush. And again, it was like, I had, you know, I hadn't had a real job in however many years had bare, you know, hadn't really made much money at all in all that time. And I suddenly feel like, oh my gosh, I love doing this and I can make money at it. And it's not like it pays the bills and I'm very privileged. I don't have to make enough money to pay the bills. You know, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband can support us financially, but like just feeling like I could do this and it felt 
more legitimate in some ways and, and making it into a business and making money off of it made me feel like I could more easily set boundaries around it. Talk, when we talk to my kids about it, it's my work. It's not just mom going and messing around in the garage in her studio, you know, like it's a legitimate thing that has value financially and otherwise. And it just helped me like frame that time better and those opportunities in terms of like, this is a, you know, this is a solid thing and a, and a real thing. It's my job. And I think it's good for my kids to see that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, me having a job and, and being better about the boundaries around my own time. Wow. So in your darkest moments last year during COVID, what areas of, of your life did you still have a good handle on and what areas were most out of control? Oh, if I um, might bring you back into that memory. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, what my life was. Um, well, you know, I was trying to, I mean, you know, I made an active decision to enroll my eldest in kindergarten. I learned that kindergarten is not required in Kansas, but I decided to still enroll him in public school, you know, as opposed to finding a private school or just, you know, homeschooling him or just having him not do that year. Um, again, in part because of my relationship with him and the way I am challenged by him, I wanted some other authority figure um, to be in charge in part, part of the time, <laughs> not just me at home with him all the time. So I was not, I did not feel like I, I mean, I did have control. Again, I could have just pulled him out of school, but I felt like I was trying to commit to him being in school. And that meant, you know, the school schedule, which was different than it is during a normal school year online. So there were kind of these times every day we had to log on and I had to physically sit with him. Not every parent needed to do this with their child, but I did. I'd physically sit with him and try to convince him to do the work, whatever, participate. So I was kind of, yeah, I was I had to do this schedule. I had to get my kids up, get him ready. And my youngest is in preschool. They were kind of trying to do some stuff online in the depths of COVID, but I kind of didn't, I kind of bypassed a lot of that. I just said, I'm not going to, because it was too much. But yeah, so I, I did not feel like I was in control of, is that what you asked me? I'm sorry. Yeah. What, what did you feel like you had a good handle on and what was most out of control? Yeah, out of control was, yeah, I mean, just kind of, yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I had to follow this schedule that was set up by the school because I had agreed to have him enrolled in public school. So that, yeah, it was just, just doing that. Oh, just like, it was, I don't even know how to explain it unless you try to do something like that. But um, yeah, so that was very out of control. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to even think about what really felt like it was in control because everything was just, uh was just all about that, was about these three times a day I had to get him to log in. And the time in between was like (laughs) me mentally coming down or ramping up for the next one, (laughs) or just, I don't know, like just trying to kind of survive. And there are a lot of things like, you know, I let my kid watch a bunch of videos all the time because I was just like, Liz, this is overwhelming. I need to just not, you know, like I need to be able to check out a lot 
mentally because it was all just too much. So I I don't even know what I felt like. I mean, I feel like, you know, with my husband, like we actually are, I think our relationship was, was just fine then. And, um, you know, I tried to talk to him about how I I was feeling and I think I probably at that time did still have, well, I don't even know if I had evenings on occasion. I think I'd have some evenings to myself where I could kind of recover, but it was a lot. At the end of the day, I was just exhausted. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, last last year that, like that was a much of trick question because there was no no being in control last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, and especially having kids, ch- children. You know, I I never I I've never been one to want to control them a lot, and maybe that's strange or not but it was hard to feel like I could let them do kid things and you know because we were all like mask and don't go by people and don't touch this and you know I was trying to like how do I create an environment where they can still just be kids and not have anxiety like the rest of us do so yeah well now that you survived last year and have survived these five or six years of of motherhood what do you feel most certain about as far as and and in relation to um your identity because when i ran into you at the art in the park you were selling your weaving and um and you had said well i'm not i'm still not there yet so what is there what is that there that you're right or or do you have is it do you have a vision or is it still like blurry and you don't even know where there is Mm. I guess it's I don't know I feel like I feel like I don't know if it's because I have kids and I'm going through all this as opposed to maybe some other people that are listening or that that talk to you. Um, so much of what I do and the way I'm trying to deal with all these things, I feel like is so connected to the age of my children. Um, you know, before I had kids, it was like, oh, you know, it was very much, and again, like I, I, I came from kind of a middle-class family. Like I've never really, um, been in a place where I was abused or had to like really struggle to really, you know, you know, I mean, just like basic necessities. So anyway, it was always just kind of like, oh, what am I gonna do next? I don't know. I guess I'll try this. Like Like, your, your independence was given. Right. And I just kind of was like trying to go with it, but didn't know what to do with it. But now that I have kids, it's like so much of my life is just so dependent on them and the age they're at. And so I guess every time I think about like, my future and where I want all of this to go and where I want my life to go. It's always like, as it kind of was during, like before COVID, like, oh good, my oldest one will be in full-time public school and my youngest will be in, you know, morning preschool. Like, it's all about like how much time I'll have to myself. And so now I have like five mornings a week to myself and then some evenings and sometimes on weekends. So whenever I think about like where I want to go with this, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to move my youngest out of this preschool he's in. So 
eventually they'll both be in public school and I'll have like all day to myself and, or, you know, whatever, eight to three. And that, that sounds amazing. (laughs) That's what I feel like it's tied to for me. It's not as much about like what I achieve personally or, um, yeah, like my, who knows who I, you know, like, oh, I'm this big artist. People know who I am. It's more about like how much more time I'm going to get in the future (laughs) to really just like be able to relax a little bit and sink in and like have some peace and quiet and do my work. I have like kind of, I guess, professional goals and stuff, but really I just want more time to myself (laughs) to do all this work. And I feel like that's just tied up you know, because again, like my children don't have any sort of disabilities or, or physical limitations. Like it's just tied to when they're both going to be in school. Um, so I don't know if that's like the right, you know, not the right answer, but. That's no, that you just described where you are and that in fact, you're not in a position to have a really long-term vision because your kids are dependent on you yeah. and, and you're not going away from them. And so it's a mutual thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's why it kind of feels like when you, I can't remember a couple of things you said earlier, but I kind of, you know, it feels like it's, you know, I'm kind of in this for the long haul. I don't know that I'll ever feel like entirely comfortable or in my new, I don't know, like, cause I just feel like at least for me, this whole time I've been a mom has just been like, it's just challenging. And it's so much about my kids. They're just going to keep probably throwing me, me for a loop their whole lives. Like I, I'm not going to kid myself and say that suddenly they're all going to be easy and lovely, you know, like I'm just going to be in the nitty gritty, maybe forever (laughs) dealing with them and the challenges. At least that's how it feels now. Right. So a lot of people, when I mention the word identity loss, then people, they use the term, they feel like they're broken, that something is broken and they want to feel whole again. Number one, do you resonate with that? And if you do, what does being broken mean to you? And, and, or so did, did like in your most difficult period or periods have you felt like you're broken or is it just that you're not okay I just I don't think I'd use the word broken I think it feels to me more like I just want to be what I would think of as like me I just want to be me I just want to be myself but there's something that's being imposed upon me that's almost more like covering up the majority of who I think of myself as being or does that make sense kind of like masking right so you still you still feel whole it's just that it, it can't you can't have a whole expression of yourself right or like I am I'm just constantly like questioning myself and it's not like I feel broken. It's just more like, um, I don't know. 
just quest like I'll you know even if like within again within like this identity of motherhood mother being a mother I'm like okay this is what feels like you know this is what it feels like I should do right now and then I do it and then it doesn't go as planned and then I'm like wait a minute <laughs> like I don't know just like questioning I guess it's more like questioning how to how the role of motherhood and me as a person can come together in a way that like not only feels like it's aligned but also quote unquote works meaning you know like my kids then react or act the way I would hope that they would as opposed to it kind of blowing up in my face and feeling feeling like is, did I not do the right thing? Is this not what I'm supposed to do? But yeah, it always just feels like, I don't know, like this has been, I don't want to say imposed because I chose to have children, but um, yeah, like it's, um, it's I, I just want myself to be, I want to be able to be myself and relax and not just constantly have to be on mm-hmm. because they're <laughs> coming at me with things that are throwing me off and I, you know, I can't even have my own thoughts. Yeah. I know my mom, she, so there was three of us and then later there was a fourth, but um, I think when there was just three of us and then my, my oldest, so she's, she was stay at home. And um, and then my oldest brother was always sick and in the hospital in and out of the hospital. So she was very um, burdened with, some really heavy stuff, but she told me that, and she loved kids. She ended up like being a pediatric nurse in the last like 40 years of her life. Um, But she told me that she was going stark raving mad because she didn't, she needed some intellectual stimulation. And so that, and so then she decided that come hell or high water, she was going to read for half an hour a day. If the kids fell out the window, so be it. Of course, she didn't really mean that, but she was that desperate. And so it, that was the only time until I met you that I'd ever realized how incredibly difficult it is to be a stay-at-home mom. I think especially for women who are educated and have like college degrees and have been out in the work world, it's this because we know that we have this other level of of life that then we're we're cut off from mm-hmm. and it's just really um mind-boggling this yeah how how women do it nowadays yeah i i have a not to tout my <laughs> my degrees but I went to college. I loved being in school. <laughs> I got a master's. I've had various jobs, mostly working with children, which is kind of funny because now I'm like, who knows if I will choose to work with children in, in the workforce again. But yeah, I had a lot of jobs that I think I was pretty good at them. And I loved reading and yeah challenging myself mentally and and that that has been part of it you know and I think I've realized and I man I feel like I'm talking to a lot of my friends right now that have kids and a lot of people are really struggling a lot of my my friends that are 
you know, staying home full time. And most of us have gone to college. And, and anyway, I feel like part of part of what happened when I had kids, like when they're babies, I could sit and read, you know, um, they're, they're not moving, they're not running around, <laughs> getting everything. But the minute they started, it was like, I feel like I kind of decided, because this is an option now with the internet, like, okay, I am mentally, like, not maybe, like you said, stimulated, or there's, I'm just, I can't just sit around with little kids, and that's just not, yeah, mentally stimulating enough, so I would, you know, okay, I'm trying to figure out motherhood, I'm going to go online, or I'm going to go to the library and get a book, and read about how to do this, or again, because like, I didn't feel like I quite knew how to do this, or what my options are, how to handle this or that, but it's so easy to get so much information that way, as we all know now, like not only books, but the internet, my gosh, it's just going to overwhelm you, and so that I think has added mentally almost this level of like, crazy chaos what do I do what do I not do questioning mm. again because I was just like searching for some answers but had this background maybe in you know what I mean like going to school and research research but it's just like ah uh, it's too much <laughs> so I don't know I'm just I'm just rambling but yeah I, I do feel like that and then when I did decide okay I feel like as my kids got older I was like, I haven't done nearly as much re looking, reading about parenting and I have decided to do more again, like, cause I've gotten so into the idea of like fiber and fiber arts and where it comes from. I've funneled that again, more into like, okay, the research I do is going to be about that instead of parenthood. Yeah. Again, cause I'm just so like topped out <laughs> on being a parent. I'm going to mentally get better about like, yeah doing that with my research time, my reading. That sounds really incredible to, to choose where to put your focus and to, yeah. to recognize that more information, more is not better all the time. No, it can, yeah, again, like I think a lot of, I just feel like a lot of my friends were like, kind of trying to do things differently than our parents did. And there are just a lot of environmental changes that have happened, you know? and COVID since we were being raised. And so it is like, how do we do this in a different way? But when you do the research and we're all out there trying to figure it out, it's just, there's so much. Yeah, and contradictory stuff. Very contradictory, very. <laughs> yeah, so then it is, you're actually not getting your questions answered because you're put in a position of choosing which, yeah. which is normal. I mean, every day we, we are choosing. It's just that there's just so much information and in, in every realm of life, it's like, well, who am I going to actually listen to? Because there's so many angles on everything. Well, I really And then if you decide, oh, I'm just going to follow my instinct, you know, oh, I won't listen to all of that. Then you're still left like, wait a minute again, like, wait, did that, is that even what I wanted to have happen? Now this other thing is happening. I don't know. Yeah. I think the common frustration with parents is that there actually is no manual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, re regardless of how many articles you can read, how many scientifically proven studies you can read, there is still no manual. 
there's just because everybody has their own values and and every kid is different oh, yes, they are. And, you know, this, this parenting model of every kid you treat them the same way and that is so hard on some kids because it just doesn't it, anyway different kids kids need different from you know yep. anyway i don't want to go into a parenting lecture but um <laughs> yeah, i'm trying not to but that's kind of what my whole thing <laughs> about so. well right that's what parenting is about especially in my generation and your generation we are the first generations first two generations that have the permission to not beat our kids and so therefore we have to figure stuff out very very differently yeah and and there and it's just you know when you don't have fear and pain to to control your kids with then that's what now we see how parenting complicated it is when we it, are actually respecting their their little autonomy as as kids as, as little people that deserve to not be um physically and and mentally um yeah. pushed into those things so now we're going off and that's that's my parenting um belief system I know that that getting hit for me did not make me a better person. Um, so we'll just hang it up on that part as far as um, our beliefs about parenting, because everybody has a right to their own take on it. But what so what I want to um, finish up the interview with. So I want you to get in touch with your higher self and what so let's let's say you're mentoring a new mom going into mothering what would you say makes you a successful person and what's one belief you adopted that made you a, a successful person that you're going to pass on to this person that you're mentoring and and maybe let's put it in the context of identity loss and maintaining your identity your identity i'll give you 10 points for this <laughs> so well sorry i'm my brain is like all over the place so what would um, I, I i asked about three questions at the same time so what would i say to a new mother that i was mentoring about how to be how, successful how to be successful okay um i think and I feel like I do this sometimes with other moms that I know. I'd say like just keep, and I don't want I don't know this is kind of a negative word, but I would say like you gotta just keep fighting for yourself. And at least to me, I know again, I know I know that there are people out there, and I am you know I'm talking about kind of motherhood more than like maybe parenthood or you know stay at home mom. Like I, you know obviously I have a very specific experience, but I feel like I have just always had to keep fighting to like just have time to myself be myself um because again like I just haven't liked the idea of like motherhood kind of being all that all that I and I think again some people thrive in it and maybe it is what they need but for me I feel like I just you got to keep kind of pushing because I think um and I really appreciated the first video that you put out on Facebook and Instagram that was talking about identity versus personality. And I had never 
thought of it that way. <laughs> like I, the, the thing that I, when I'm like, I am me or I want to, I need time for me. I want to be me is like maybe kind of more what you're saying, like the personality. And then like you were talking about identity is the role that I've been put in or I am in and that society kind of dictates and tells me what I should or shouldn't do within that role. Is that kind of accurate? Definitely or identity is connected to what society thinks and says and expects and that we, we sort of marry it in a sense. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I just feel like, sorry, my brain is like going in all these directions, but I feel like I've just had to like continue to reassert how to like continue to be myself, how to get the time to myself all alone to like continue to be me and to realize that like there's this role that I'm in, but I don't have to do it exactly the way I've been told to do it or you know motherhood doesn't have to look exactly the way I thought it would or the way other people do it or the way I feel like society is telling me to do it which is really in part just what I'm like oh yeah this is what I should do as a mom like I think it's okay to say like I am an individual and I am a mom but you need to make room time-wise even just like to be yourself and for me that has meant getting time away from my kids even away you know away from my spouse at times like you just got to keep fighting for that and I have to say like a lot of the moms that I know that are overwhelmed aren't pushing I don't think like it doesn't seem like they're getting that time they're not getting the time away or they're not getting the time that really rejuvenates them I've gone so far as to like call one of my friends and be like, Hey, can I pick you up in five minutes and go take you out of your house? Because I know they're like struggling. And I'm like, I'm going to just uproot you for a minute. And we're just going to go do you to do with your family because I, I don't know, just, and maybe that comes from, you know, being an American and craving independence and things. But I feel like that's what I have needed to like force myself sometimes to leave the kids and the spouse, even if they're having a hard time and get away. So yeah, just like, know it's okay to like make time for yourself, even if it's hard, like figure out a way. Even if it feels selfish. Right. And it, and I, I still feel like, oh, I, st I want more time to myself. Like, I'm so lucky I can stay home. I'm so lucky I don't have to have a job. And I am. But like, I've had to have friends remind me, like, it's okay to want more time to yourself. Yeah. It's okay to <laughs> still crave more. You know, I don't have to be satisfied entirely with, you know, with, with all of what I have right now. I can kind of keep pushing a little bit. You know, again, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm still with my family. I'm still doing everything I need to do, but like, it's okay to, to ask for more time. Yeah. And that, and that they can figure out how to adapt. Right. Did that answer your question? That was an incredible answer. I hope that it helps so many women out there because this is my thing. This is one of the differences that I want to make is I want women, especially mothers, to understand that if they can't figure out, if they don't figure out and make a way to be less stressed and to be more happy, 
then their children's mental health is going to be affected by it. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And, and we are in an epidemic. We're in a pandemic. Pandemic. Mental <laughs> illness of children. Children yeah. going to psychiatric hospitals. And, and I believe it's because um, a, a big part of it is, is that we are living these lifestyles like rats on the, like hamsters. Mm-hmm. We just don't stop. And that's not what human, human life doesn't just, it, 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 it gets things in the head of, of, and people end up, like you said, you've got like all these physical problems yeah. last year that were stress related. Yeah. And I know, I know some parents who, you know, they homeschool or, or whatnot, you know, they're, they're committed to having their kids with them more, but I feel like even those those parents that I speak to or that I, you know, I just kind of from afar, maybe see how they do it. They find ways to meet their needs, their mental needs, their, their need, their needs to create or, or whatnot while their children are present. And um, yeah, I just, and, and that's great too. Like, I just think, and again, like I said, like I figured out ways, like what are some parts of my fiber arts work that I can do when my kids around, you know, like, I just, and it's, I'm not saying you have to get away from your family. You have to get away from your kids, but I just think it's so important for moms or whoever to like figure out a way to kind of assert themselves in that way in their own life and not just let it be completely taken over by the needs of other people because, oh my gosh, like haven't women in our culture just been asked to do that endlessly forever? It is so exhausting. Like take care of everyone, nurture, nurture, nurture. And oh my goodness, it'll just eat you alive. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, me being a single mom and I worked two jobs and in in retrospect, I wouldn't do it like that again. I, I wanted to have money so that when we stopped to have gas, I could buy him his Pokemon cards. Remember Pokemon? Mm-hmm. And, and it felt so good to have that $5, but it was not worth the exhaustion and the stress by me being so exhausted and stressed out working a full-time and then a, a part-time job. Um, it would have been better to be more, more poor. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes for people, moms to just, I think just get a better balance. And I think some moms just don't even, it's like, how do you do that? Like, again, for me, it's, I need time by myself. And maybe for you, it was work less or, or, or something like that, but sleep more. Yeah, but I just think it's so important. Yeah, you just got to like figure out the balances. And, would, and you know what? In my life, every day I would write a to-do list and I would say, play with Dwayne. It, that oftentimes did not get crossed off. Mm. And so that that's the other end of the extreme is to be so busy outside of the home that mm. when you're home, you just, you don't have it in you to, to give yeah. your kid you know, something. I did read him his stories every night, but actual play where I wasn't like trying to clean the house or, you know, grocery shop or do something out in the garden or something. Yeah. Yeah, Just balancing motherhood now is, 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 is it really, we really need to step back and, and 
do the kind of things that you're saying is just absolutely push for what you need. Yeah. And one thing too, I, during the pandemic, I think, you know, we all realized, oh, nobody's coming over to our houses. And so I decided a few things I was just going to let slide a little more like cleaning my house again. So I didn't feel like on top of everything else I was cleaning, I was more like spend time with my kids, you know, and yeah, and try to, you know, enjoy it quality time and not, you know, not get bogged down in the stuff that I, <laughs> to this day, I'm like, that's not that important, like to me, cleaning or, you know, maybe home cooking every meal, which I know some, for some people that's very nourishing and satisfying, but for me, it, it felt stressful. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to let that go. What can I let go to get a better balance here so that I'm not just feeling overwhelmed and pushed to the brink? All right. We do not want to be pushed to the brink and it's <laughs> under, it's only up to us to make sure it doesn't happen. Oh, yes. And that's one of the hardest parts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Asking for what we need. Yeah. And, and and making sure we like get it. So how can people follow you and find out about your classes and buy your artwork? <laughs> well, right now. So right now. And, and again, like I'm and I guess I'm just like, what, what, like we were just talking about, what's a good balance? How do you prioritize? What should you let go of? And I've let go of a couple of things. I, I do have an Etsy shop, but I honestly don't have anything up there right now. I've decided to put my energy other places. So um, the best way to see what I've been up to is on Instagram. And so, which of course, what if it was, it like, didn't work for a few hours the other day and everybody realized like, oh, if it's not, you know, if I don't have Instagram, what, you know, whatever, that's my marketing tool, but, um, but I'm whatever, that's where I'm doing stuff now. So my handle is at, and then it's harvestry by hand. Um, so harvest R Y by hand one word. And then I am on Facebook just kind of, but it's more like, that's just me as myself. So Liz Bonnie is my name, B-O-N-N-Y, but really on Instagram is where I, I show a lot of videos about like the fiber work I do. And I reference some classes I'm going to be giving or events I'll be at. And I am doing quite a bit locally. Um, so and I can attest that she is an incredible teacher. So if you ever want to take any of her classes, she's just the most fun teacher you can have because she's so you're so like laid back oh thank you you just you just show up and it's like okay do this and do that and yeah I'm I'm, I'm yeah and that's a whole nother topic um but yeah like I love I love sharing what I know or helping people find answers or just getting started on weaving dyeing or spinning and um yeah it's it's the journey for me, I mean, it, all of life is, of course, but I love just like introducing people to it and just letting them have fun with it. And who, know, who cares what it looks like in the end, you know, just. Right, right. Because I think doing that. is what, what it's about. Right. Well, all right. Again, that's, like, that's what gets me. Yeah, that's what is satisfying for me. Yeah, the process. Right. Thank you so much, Liz. So yeah. appreciate it. And we will talk again. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey there. The value that you got from this today, take it into your heart. Add value to it in your own life by putting it into practice and growing it to be part of your life, your daily habits, the takeaways that you got from this. Words and thoughts only take us so far. 
It's implementing on those words and thoughts that will change your life. Ideas are just ideas. Taking action on ideas is where growth happens and freedom emerges from growth. Freedom from our past invisible binding. We're here to grow and release ourselves from our past constraints. With awareness, intention, and through taking action on new choices, we evolve. In this process, we exalt our pain and suffering into wisdom that empowers us. We all have the ability to transform and become that person we yearn to be. If today's episode added value to your life, please share it with others. And make sure to subscribe to Bold Becoming Identity Retooled. And if you might, take a minute right now and leave a review so that others can find out about this podcast. If you'd like to contact me for one-on-one coaching or to get on the wait list for my Tough Stories workshop, send me an email and we'll be in touch. Be sure to check out our free Facebook group of Bold Becomers. The link's in the show notes.